0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Turn quickly to John chapter 16. We are starting today, we are starting a series on the Holy Spirit. And uh, I love the way he has started. Praise God. Who knows what, what he has in store for us. But Holy Spirit, you know, he's smart. He's really smart. And not only is He smart, but He shares His smarts with us. He knows everything, and He wants you to know what He knows. He's here to reveal to you and I the secrets of God, the hidden things, the things that this this world cannot find in its own wisdom and philosophy. But the Scripture says that the Spirit searches the deep things of God. And what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man who is in him? So that means he knows everything about you, and he knows where you need to be, and he knows knows where to take you, and and he'll speak to you in these ways in life. And sometimes, let me just say, almost every time it doesn't make natural sense what he's saying. You may know what I'm talking about. The Spirit of God all of a sudden just throws something at you, and you go, where'd that come from? But you know, you know that you know that it was him, so you try to talk yourself out of it? (laughs) Well, that doesn't make any sense. Hey, then that's probably God, because He's not ruled by the sensual realm. Amen. And, and, and what He wants us to do is to believe Him, that God sense, that sixth sense, if you will, called faith. Let's just read John 16, 13. I'm going to run out of time. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, Jesus speaking to His disciples, telling Him it's to your advantage that I go away. And, and, but I'm not going to leave you helpless. I'm going to send the helper. The, the comfort of the Spirit of God comes, and this is what he's going to do. When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Well, I love that. The assurance of that. What, he's, what he will do. And, and in the Greek context, this is powerful, it actually means that he'll be your tour guide. You ever gone... Somewhere and and had a tour guide show you something, like a museum or, uh, yeah? Thanks, Jira. And they tell you things about this piece of art or they'll tell you about this artifact or they'll tell you about this place, you know. and, And so you go there and you learn things from the tour guide because the tour guide knows what's up. He knows everything about this place. He knows interesting stories, interesting facts, interesting details. And so the Holy Spirit is your tour guide through life because and he's experienced things. He's been there. He's 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 eternal. He's past, present, future. So he's been in your future. He knows what lays ahead for you and he knows how to help you get there quicker than you can in your own strength and your own understanding and your own knowledge because he has ways we don't have. My ways are higher. My thoughts are higher. And so what that is is not a contrast, it is an invitation. It's an invitation. The scripture says that now, 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. He's got things for you to know. Jesus, he's going to guide you into all truth. Now watch this. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Even the future, you can know things about what's to come. I love this about God. He's not keeping things from us. He's trying to get it to us. And it's going to happen in and by, I should say, His Spirit. The Spirit is the one who's going to take you there. The Spirit is the one who's going to reveal those things to you. So what do we do? Well, in this first part of the series, I want to just talk to you for a few minutes about the path of the Spirit. The path of the Spirit. Because He has a way for us to go. and, and, And He wants us to follow those, those who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. The Scripture says, "Isn't that powerful?" Led by the Spirit, and so He's He's offering you His leading. He's offering you His His way, um, because when you follow Him, follow His leading, then He's going to get you there faster and safely. Uh, I want to just go to one place in the Scripture, and then we'll finish out the rest of this next week. Uh, Acts chapter ten, verse nineteen. Acts chapter ten, verse nineteen. Now this is, let me just give you a little bit of backstory to this. Peter is, um, the Apostle Peter is in a city called Joppa, and it's a coastal town, and, and so um, he's up on the roof of this house. He's waiting for people to fix lunch, and he's up there, and, and this, all of a sudden he's kind of caught up in this trance, and this, this vision is laid out before him, and this sheet is let down from heaven. He sees this, like a, a sheet, like a bed sheet, I guess, and it's tied up. The four corners are all tied up, and it's like being held by invisible hands being let down. And when it gets within view of Peter, when he can see what's actually on the other side of the sheet, he sees that, that there's animals in it. There's all kinds of animals, of four-footed beasts and creeping things, the Scripture says. And, and Peter's looking at all this, and I'm sure he's wondering, what's this about? And then he hears God telling him, arise, Peter, kill and eat. If you're a hunter in here, grab a hold of that promise. Amen? Grab a hold of that Arise, kill and eat. And Peter's looking at this as a Jew, seeing things that Jews don't eat, and hearing God tell him to eat it. And he, argue, of course, I mean, he argues with God. <laughs> Nobody here's ever argued with God, have you? That's when you really start to mature. Is when you just stop arguing. That's that's how you can mature. You stop arguing. He's right. He's looking. And God says, "Arise, Peter, kill He says, "Not so, Lord." I'm not, I've never eaten anything unclean. I'm a Jew. Matter of fact, you're the one that told me not to do it. And now you're telling me to do it? What's changed? And the Lord said, now I've cleansed what was once common. So I want you to no longer call common what I've cleansed. See, God was showing him this, this example, this picture, this illustration. But it wasn't just to be taken literally. It was representing something. It was representing a revelation, a truth, that now things have changed. And now God was going to use Peter to open the door of salvation for all the rest of the world. We, all, we, we know what the Scripture says. Salvation is of the Jews. That He was coming to redeem Israel. And when Jesus came, he said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. His earthly ministry, his, his teaching ministry, his healing ministry was exclusively to the Jews. He made that very clear. Only two Gentiles got anything from him while he was here for three and a half years. And they did it because they believed him, not because they had any right to it. But they believed him, and when he saw them acting like Abraham, he said, Okay, you can have it, you can have it then. But, but, but pretty much that was it, and God was specialized on his people. He was his, they're, they're the object of his affection. Everybody else is kind of out in the dark. Because God had a very special relationship with a man named Abraham, and he said he was going to bless him and all of his descendants. But then something happened, something came unlocked that if anybody would believe like Abraham, they could have all the stuff too. And so now God is showing Peter a new revelation. Things are not the way they used to be, Peter. I know what you heard, I know what you've experienced, but the Spirit of God is revealing something new to you. And Peter, I mean, he's trying to figure this thing out. He's like, what is this? What is going on, God? And then the Spirit speaks and he says, There are three men down there waiting for you. Go with them and doubt nothing. Those are your instructions. Those three total strangers who happen to be Gentiles who you shouldn't have been hanging out with yesterday or five minutes ago, now I want you to go with them, doubting nothing. Let me tell you something. When Peter gets to Cornelius' house, one of the first things he brings up is the law. And he says this, "Uh, I'm a Jew, you're Gentiles, and it's against my law. This isn't just a cultural issue. This is the law of Moses, therefore the law of God. It says they are not supposed to be hanging out. He says, it's not right that I'm here supposed to, in, in a Gentile's house. According to my law, I am now defiled. But God showed me something different. God showed me a new thing. And now the Spirit of God has led me to break that law. Well, not exactly, because Jesus fulfilled it already. He gets there. Peter has no idea what he's doing. He just two things. Go with the strangers. Don't doubt anything. <laughs> okay. And he goes. And he preaches. And he says, to him, all the prophets witness witnessed, that whoever believes on him will receive remission of sins. And when Peter was speaking those words, everybody in that room, every Gentile in that room, Cornelius the man, and all of his family and loved ones, they heard that gospel and they believed it. And it says while he was preaching that gospel to them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they all started speaking in tongues. And Peter's like, whoa, 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 what the heck happened? Nobody prayed a sinner's prayer? He didn't do that. He didn't do that. Because the Spirit said, doubting nothing. Peter's just watching it happen. And he says, God gave them the, gift of the Holy Spirit just like he did to us. Wow, things really have changed. He wasn't being a skeptic there. He wasn't going, "Wow, what is this going on? No, no, no. Spirit said doubting nothing. All right, I'm going to believe everything I see then. And this is the first Gentile convert. This guy represents all of us. You see how easy it was for them to get saved? They heard the gospel. They just heard the gospel, and while they were hearing it, something went up in their hearts called faith, and God said, okay, good enough for me. Here's the Holy Spirit. Boy, the church has sure made it hard for people to get saved. (laughs) We got so much process. We got so so many things you got to do. All they did was hear to him, all the prophets' witness. Whoever believes. What a beautiful, this this is real good news. You don't have to go, okay, what's the catch? You're the catch. You're the catch. Amen. That gospel, he wanted to catch you with that good news, bring you into his family, and bring you into every blessing that he has for you. Peter went against everything that he had known before. But the Spirit helped him get the door open that all Gentiles then would have the opportunity to believe on Jesus and be saved. Now, Paul took it from there. Peter actually went back and started ministering to the Jews. But he got the door open. And then Paul, uh, Saul of Tarsus got saved. Boy, did he ever take it. And we're all here because of that. I'd love to go on, but I'm not going to. Thank you for your patience today. We're getting it started. Let's get it started. All right. Anyway, you know, I was going to tell you all this. Heather is always having me go to the grocery store. She don't even want to go to the grocery store. Uh, I said, why, honey? She said, because all the cashiers check me out. (laughs) You're welcome. It's like that sermon just went. (laughs) Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. All the cashiers checking around. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands to heaven for just a moment. Lord, we want to consecrate this Word now. We want to consecrate this Word in our hearts. Let that seed go deep. Do your work in the Spirit of God. You know what? If you're here today... You're here today, and, and, and this message is speaking to you to just, just let go and let him do it. You know, that, that's really what it's saying. Just, just let him do the work. He'll show you, just, but follow him. Don't ignore him. Don't ignore him. When he speaks, respond. If he needs you to say something, say it. If he needs you to go somewhere, go there. If he needs you to do something, do it. He's, he's trying to get you to that place that desire that's in your heart, that dream that's in your heart, that's where He wants to take you because He gave you that desire. He gave you that dream. Amen. Let Him put you on the express line and get you there quicker and resting in Him. Resting in Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's done in Jesus' name. Thank you. Oh, God, there... God has... Oh, better, 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 better is is ahead for you. The best best is not gone. The best is still yet to come. Amen. Praise God. And God gives you a gift, a future, and a hope. Grab a hold of it. Believe it. Believe in the Lord your God. You will prosper. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. New things. You're doing new things. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.